0: Hi. Welcome to episode number 104 of the Applelog podcast. I'm your host Simon Head. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial if you go to audibletrial.com/applelog. There's over 180,000 titles to choose from for your Kindle, Fire, iPhone, Android, or anything that plays that stuff. To download your free audiobook and get your 30 day free trial, go to audibletrial.com now. Get your free audiobook. Yay! This podcast is also brought to you in part by Amazon. Go to AppleLog.ca and click on the Amazon banners on the right side. Locate your country, whether you're from Canada, United States, or the UK. Bookmark those link banners. And every time you shop on Amazon, use the links to shop and support the show. Cost you no extra money, and it's very helpful to me and the show. Thank you so much. If you like what's happening here, go to patreoncom apolog and pledge as little or as much as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees. You can cancel any time. I have four patrons, and they help the show amazingly. Thank you, kids and folks, and you know who you are. Thank you so much. Inside recorders, um, Inside recorders is going to be splitting off soon. It's going to be splitting off into another one, uh, another website that I'm starting called Showcode.co. And it'll be a place where you can actually get download codes and properly done with like real service real fast because using you know I' this is not brought to you by GoDaddy but GoDaddy kind of sucks. it sucks hard enough to make me want to change all my websites to a different service provider so there don't go to don't go to GoDaddy uh, I got some other stuff anyways, regardless I'm digressing uh, online mixing, though you can we still do that. Go to insightrecorders.com. Check out the rates, and also it's a little bit late and cold to be recording in the studio this about this time of year. But because you probably this is going to be in the cloud forever, you'll be able to um, book your recording time tomorrow because it'll probably be in about five years from now. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just I'm just a mess today. There's so many other many many more services available. Go to insightrecorders.com for rates and more details. Uh, Go to apolog.ca slash shop, and you can pre-order an acoustic album. Um, There's some other stuff I'm doing musically. You can buy a t-shirt. They're running out. Buy the whole discography of Foursquare, my first real band, for 20 bucks. iTunes, don't forget to rate and review the show. Give it some stars. Like the show on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666, and that's all the spots. And I got it done in under three minutes. And I still babbled. Today's guest is JP from a band called Mute. Mute has been around for 18 years. They do a fast melodic punk rock kind of music. I'm going to play a song. And this song is called The Dagger. by Mute and they are on tour as of now they'll be going to Europe and they also have a new record called Remember Death you can go buy that on iTunes or on any other place that sells music good music by the way JP thank you so much for doing the show and uh, here we go with the conversation I had with JP from the band Mute on the Apologue podcast <laughs> yeah so Quebec city is, is just that much further for Toronto bands to go just that extra you know yeah, two, two three and a half hours yeah, and it, so were you around the old part of quebec like what, what what area uh
1: most of the band are like that like uh not the old part but like the new kind of downtown part of the of the city mm-hmm. but i'm 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 in the suburbs
0: yeah, I remember going there years ago and having so much fun. Just on tour, there was always um, there's that one place to play. Um, Kashmir,
1: Is it Kashmir? Yeah, yeah.
0: Is it still there?
1: No, it's not. Oh. It's too bad. Everything like the, that's really in the old part, like in in the walls of the old part yeah, of, yeah. Of, of Quebec City. So that's beautiful, but they all they they shut everything down. There's nothing more happening in the walls, like not, nothing rock related that's happening in the old mm. part of town.
0: I remember when I was about 19 years old, you know, usually take like those ski trips. There's a mm-hmm. ski, you know, and go to Mount St. Anne, usually stay sort of close to down the old part of Quebec City. Yeah. I remember walking up the stairs before it was even cashmere and catching an electric shock. <laughs> <laughs> they had like a rope lighting or something. And when I walked up, I put my hand on it and I caught a shock. So uh, I'll, this is even, I think it was just a cheesy dance bar, even, even in like the l- mid to late eighties. It was just a weird I place. wasn't old I wasn't old
1: enough to go there at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I remember it was it was a dream come true playing that that venue when we were yeah, at it's, venue rock.
0: Yeah, it's great. I've been there a few times with bands. I've never played there. I was there with the Circle Jerks in, okay. about twelve years ago. Um that's okay. when when was that? It would have been yeah, it would have been twelve or thirteen years ago now. I remember going and doing sound there. And I go. I think it's a better place to play.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, probably. Yeah, I, th- I don't think the PA system was really good. I never did sound before, but I don't think this, the PA system was really good.
0: No, it was all about the vibe at the Kashmir. Okay. <laughs> so you, um, <laughs> so your band started in the early two thousands. Um, yeah, late late nineties. 90s. Late nineties. Okay. And okay, because it would have taken a while to sort of get going. Like what? Where where was your influences? I mean, that's sort of the cliche stock question, but what were you guys listening to? I I hear a lot of satanic surfers. I hear all sorts of, (laughs) you know, early 90s, mid-90s sort of influences, but was there any metal in there as well?
1: Uh, First influences were really like uh, uh, the surfers for sure and and the mid-90s Californian punk rock scene. But over the years, uh, my guitar players, like, they really started listening to speed metal and, like, really fast metal. So that became a big influence musically for us. Technical. Uh, and
0: then yeah. and, and there's bands like Belvedere out there, obviously, that kind of do the same thing. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out, like, the granddaddies of that. Like, who who kind of started that whole thing?
1: Well, I, I, when when we were younger, we were listening to a lot of uh, Lagwagon. I'm guessing Lagwagon was was one of our favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Effects, Strung Out. We we grew up listening to those bands, mm-hmm. so that's that's we that's where we picked up from.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. I've been, yeah, like I said, I've been, as a tour sound guy, I've been through a bunch of times to Quebec City, so you probably might have been to some shows I've been to. Good Riddles, Sick of It All. But yeah, a few of those, you know, and Quebec City is a little bit more isolated, I guess, musically than, say, Montreal, or...
1: It's a smaller city. Yeah. And and, and there's not much happening on weekdays. Mm-hmm.
2: It's,
1: it's nothing like... like Man- Montreal is one of the Biggest city in in the country, so mm. so we can't compare Quebec to 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 Montreal. But as time goes by, like Quebec is becoming a, a better place for shows. I guess there's more and more venues opening. Like it's weird, but it, it is happening. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, I I know there was like because when you guys sort of came out, there was sort of like people stopped listening to punk rock for some reason. Like there was sort of a, <laughs> a weird. Um I don't know if it was because they'd had too much punk rock but the 90s was full of punk rock like there was it was everywhere it was all over the place and and it was huge and then there seemed to be just like a breaking point where either people were did I don't know if they lost interest I don't know if other music came out that influenced people more but it seemed like fast punk rock was sort of done sort of at the time that you guys were just kind of coming out which is that's kind of neat because now here you are 18 years later and you're still putting out records and you didn't get discouraged. I And I, I think that's my, my big point there is that it didn't discourage anybody. Cause how old were you when the band started? You must've been what? 18? 17.
1: Uh, 17. Yeah. yeah. But uh, uh, you know what? Like we've, we've had rough years, like really rough years, like wondering if we were going to keep doing it. But, Every time we were asking ourselves that question, something good happened for us. Mm-hmm. So, first, I think maybe we were maybe the first first time we were in front of that situation. We got offered a tour with uh, Rise Against, so that that was wow. pretty. And then, and then Europe happened, and then, uh, and then like. Happened. so every time we went through some rough times, something good happened for us. So that really helped us keep going and and manage to to record a.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of because I'm, I'm I did I took I don't really research, but I did I looked a little bit okay. up. because I'm trying to figure out if my band might have played with your band at some point in time. And so I'm just, my, my head's just not putting it together. But I just feel like there's been some occasion where we've played a show somewhere, because I played in a band, and we toured Europe, and there was a time, I think, that I thought that we would have been playing together, because that name, the name is a very cool name for a band, by the way. So that's, Thanks. maybe I'm putting that together to think that, well, maybe, you know, I'm just making this up in my brain. When was that? 2003 was the first time I went to Europe. Um, okay. And we went across about six times between then and 2005. So nah,
1: probably wasn't that because the first time we were in Europe was 2009.
0: nine. Nine. okay. I went over in 2010 Later. For, for a couple of shows, and then I went over again. Last time I was there was 2012. So maybe maybe I'm just making this all up in my brain.
1: But maybe you saw a poster or something? Maybe. Because those years we were there cuz i just did, I, I think we did grooves rock on 2010 or something 2011 maybe was
0: it the one with the volcano that made everybody stop going like cause uh, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. I was was there, yeah i was there i was there with some 41 we were opening for some 41 on okay. for two shows in uh luxembourg and in munich and we were going to go okay. to uh Groes rock because there was like no bands <laughs> cuz everything got okay. stuck um, bad religion apparently had to like fly to Africa and then really yeah, and then catch smaller planes to get as far as to like Rome, and then took a train, but it apparently it was like this most expensive trip because they couldn 't find a flight to get to um, anywhere south of uh, uh, Milan really
1: okay, and we were lucky enough. I think we got the first flight out of Canada out of Quebec to go to Europe. Um, during that volcano thing, but then it, I think some forty-one played at blues rock, right?
0: Yeah, that's why I was trying yeah. to make was trying to make yeah. that happen. I because I used to be their tour manager, so I I, okay. I, I used to take a lot of advantages and try to get on tours, and they've never said no to me when I've asked them to go on tours. So I'm batting like a thousand right now, so if I ask them tomorrow, hey, I probably get a no, but uh, I'm going <laughs> to pretend in my brain that they're going to say yes. But
1: <laughs> maybe we met there because we were there.
0: Yeah, I never went. I didn't actually get there.
1: Okay, you were there. You weren't there. No, no.
0: We ended up... They left Luxembourg and went up to the Rock, And then we... I drove straight back down to um, Milan and then drove to... uh, Got a train to Rome and then flew home like two days later. But um, the... Oh, yeah. I remember because my first flight got canceled and I was heartbroken. I'm like, I'm not going to Europe. This isn't going to happen. And then uh, I got... um, Then they just started opening up flights And there was a flight to Rome that was like $5,000.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. And um, because I had a band that was going to play with me in Italy, I didn't have to fly like a bunch of people. But I was was that close to say, oh, I'm going to pay five grand and I'm going to go play Europe. I'm going to play my two measly shows in Europe. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even that long ago. It would be ridiculous to think now. I don't think I'd do that. I really don't. I, I don't think I'd do that tomorrow. But it was yeah, and when I got there, I it was like, oh fuck, I'm here. I made it because it was first of all, we were supposed to practice, and I had a band from Italy and nobody actually um really knew the songs that well. So they're waiting for okay. me to get there to teach them the songs properly. And so we had one, two hours of practice and then we had to go play, yeah, play with some 41 in front of like 14 to 1600 people. But uh,
1: how did that turn out?
0: I think it turned out pretty good.
1: Great. (laughs) Good to hear. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, here I up talked it.
0: It was great. It was good. But yeah, you guys have been to Europe. That's your thing, right? Is going there now? Is is that a thing for, uh, like, what's North America like for punk rock these days?
1: Well, it's hard to say. Like, I, 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 mean, I the the scene that I know is the Quebec scene. We don't, we haven't had the chance to tour more much. Sorry, so we toured Canada with trying out in 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 like five years ago. So I don't know. It's hard to say. But we've we go where people wants us to be. So we go to Europe because they ask us to be there. We go to something want us to be there. We go to Japan because they want us. To
2: be mm-hmm. there, so we go where people ask us to be. Every scene is different.
1: Mm-hmm. Most of the time, a couple of days. So we're having a good time. Kids are cool. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't it's hard for me to say.
0: Yeah, and you've done all of this by yourself, right? Like
1: labelists And but I, I know there are bands. Yeah, we've we've been fortunate enough to to meet with the right people, the right people booked, and then this guy comes from nowhere. He's like, I maybe I can I can book you like two or three more shows, guys, if you want. We're like, Yeah, of course, we want that. And then he's after that, he's like, Maybe I can I can book you like two or three more shows. And then all right, go ahead. And then we ended up with a, like a full month of touring in, of touring in Europe. And then we did it again and again and again and again. We're still working with that guy. Same thing in South America. We just we were just lucky enough to find the right guys at the right time.
0: Uh, that's amazing, and that is the music industry, right? Luck, luck, and perseverance.
1: Yeah, perseverance a lot, <laughs> hard yeah. work. And I don't. I I I consider that we are nice enough to keep our friends close to us, <laughs> so we don't we don't push them away or anything. Yeah, we, uh,
0: that's huge. That is huge, right? Because you're an independent artist that. Needs people to help them out, and people are willing to help you out just because of who you guys are. That's Mm -hmm. if if you guys are all kind of douchey and mean, then it wouldn't work, it wouldn't work, wouldn't work. It's a good trait to have, right? Because you know, I did it too, I'd slept on people's floors and you know, traveled all over the place and, and used like had no money, and people would help us out, and you know, and these are just traits that I think nice people from. Not America, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. we kind of get that happening because, first of all, I mean, I guess people judge Americans for being American, even though there's cool people there too,
1: right? Of course, we have plenty of good friends in in the states. Yeah, so but uh, you know what we uh, we um, we tried we tried working people, but we also, we don't really feel like they. They want our in mute as much as we do and as much as our friends do. So we, we with our friends, with people that we know. And if at the point we 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 find a bigger player that's really willing to help us and really willing to 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 work with us then we'll do it. With, uh, rather we're with friends. Yeah,
0: that's and that's punk rock. You know, punk rock is yep. that's that to me is the true essence, is the community of punk rock. Yeah, punk rock community um and doing it for the love are all things that all put it together to actually make a living out of it and uh yeah you can't have one without the other so
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what i did notice though is that there's like four years between one release like what were you guys doing <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh we don't we don't we don't do mute full time, and uh, and uh, so we have we all have like day jobs back home
2: that
1: mm-hmm. that, that we like, but we like punk rock better.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, do you have but, car- career jobs? Because I talked to Steve from Belvedere, and he has a career, and it's tough for him to find time to be in Belvedere now. But he finds it. But is is it a like, career kind same of stuff? thing? Yeah. Yeah. Same yeah. thing.
1: Same thing. Like, what do you do? Well, I am. Oh, are you really? <laughs> all right. I'm an occupational health and safety consultant.
0: Wow, ah, okay, you're that you guy. Know that? Yeah, you're that guy. Yeah, I'm
1: that guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so when you walk into like a, an old shitty club, you're like, "Woo,
1: trip hazard." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's me.
0: Hey, man, there's no shame in having a job where you, if you enjoy it, man. That's this is important. Like I, yeah. I, you know, I, I do sound, and I don't always like doing that. Yeah, you it's know. a
1: job, right? It's a job. But uh, I, I've, I've, I've had an interesting reading lately. Uh, a guy from from uh, the swellers wrote it you know that band? they're Mm from Michigan Mm -hmm. so he said like it was about commitment to 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 punk rock and he's like what what and you were talking about commitment so Mm -hmm. he was like what really is commitment when when you're in the punk rock band is it really a big commitment to to go there like a hundred percent and only do that and don't have any money to help the band or is it better to do it like uh Not full time, but having another job that that brings money and that helps you to bring the band to another another level. so I thought it was a uh, interesting reading interesting questions uh, but what what we've been doing is is work during daytime and then practice and play shows in the weekend and on our vacation days.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But what we do between between uh, albums, uh, it's simple. It's uh, two years of touring <laughs> nonstop, as much as we can, mm-hmm. and then two years of working our asses on writing the best songs we can. Right. So it, we we're not the kind of band that can write like a song in one practice or or in in an hour. It takes us forever to write a song because we we go over every syllables, we go over every notes, every sound, we go over everything like. Like a thousand times, just to make sure to make sure it's perfect. So it it takes us a long time to write the songs and to write an album, but in the end, we are really really proud of of, of the final results.
0: Yeah, I understand. I understand that you know it does take a long time. Sometimes it can almost take too long, where you have to overthink it, though. You know, where you have to you know trying very hard to make something when it's usually hey maybe the song isn't that good or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, <clears throat> it been and wait for better things to come along i think that's important too that not trying to rush it
1: we um you know over the years we've we i know some bands can write like 40 or 50 songs for one album we never did that for for remember that we wrote maybe 15 songs save 13 for the album that well 11 for the album two bonuses that's it so but we are really proud of every every song we did
0: what's your what's your process do you write at home and do you record at home or do you do you actually uh do you go to a studio like what's your
1: what's that we for this album we bought ourselves a brand new like recording kit like Mm -hmm. brand new computer uh sound card and 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 microphones and everything that we need to record ourselves
0: and you will be able you know you have the same stuff forever now right
1: yeah yeah except the computer is dead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really? Yeah, oh. it's we used it like we used it too much. So, for the first time we did that. So, what we do is most most of the time uh, our guitar player comes up with ideas, maybe like sometimes even full songs. And then we listen to those songs, we jam them, we change uh not everything, but we change a few things, drum patterns, uh bass lines. Uh so we so we change a few things, record ourselves, listen to it over and over and over again, change a few things again, record again, mm-hmm. and then listen to it again until we are like hundred percent, like in love with the song.
0: That is, and then,
1: and then from then we write the lyrics over the music.
0: Yeah, because that is a true staying power of a song that if you can just keep listening to it over and over again, it doesn't bug you. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. I like the fact that you guys have taken it unto yourselves to to create because it's easier to create when there's no real stopwatch running. Yeah, it's easier even if you're recording.
1: No, not, good. The, not not the recording, just the yeah. pre-production. Okay, just the yeah. Pre-production. Yeah. Uh, we we've worked a lot. Like our we we've, we've learned how to use that thing because we never ever used those like cube based thing ever before
2: mm-hmm.
1: by ourselves. So we had to learn how. How it all works and then and then and then when we were satisfied with the with what we had then we we went to the studio at badass studio in montreal where we recorded our last three albums yeah yeah that's that's because he's he's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah no
0: they know they, it sounds great what i heard sounds really cool and you made a video and people watched it like it's uh it's kind of blowing up right like two million plus views on youtube yeah
1: yeah for for all our videos where
0: all these people come from what's going on
1: all over the world (laughs) they're from all over the world we have a a lot of fans in south america europe Mm -hmm. asia um and canada and the states of course but uh, yeah that's a lot of hard
0: work though to make it all come together like that because i guess we couldn't be in a better time for some like a band to promote themselves if they've done all the right steps like in the right order like you see you went to all these different countries and you gained a following and all you do is put one thing out on YouTube and it becomes the focal point for your band like there's i mean there's people out there that run major record labels that can't figure that out
1: uh love and friendships <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's just giving it one too many hug, man. You've been t- <laughs> Are you guys all huggers when you go out and you're in like the clubs and you see all your fans and you hug them all and not, stuff?
1: Not that much, okay. but we are always there. I mean, when we play shows, we are always at the merch table. Yeah, we are I, I do the merch. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have a merch guy or girl most of the time. So yeah, I do it most of the time. So we are we are always with the kids with the fans. Yeah, and that's part of, of the fun part of touring.
0: Yeah, being I mean, with, the, with the people. Yeah, uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. The f- that you can connect to these people are they your age? Like what's what sort of age groups are we? You said the kids, but I mean, I always say the kids too, but they could be like 30. Those are the kids to me now. Yeah. <laughs> like you're a kid. You're 35.
1: I'd say they the, the age range would be between like 18 to 35, I guess. Europe. Or Europe some people are in Europe are older than we are though. Like we've been to places like people are like fifty, fifty-five, just they just hang at the venue and we are there. They just go there for the music, whatever kind of music it is, they're there and that's cool.
0: That's what I love about Europe. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like no judging. Like, you know, I, I, you know, I'm forty six. I could go I played there when I was in my thirties and nobody cared nobody cared. Like, I couldn't get arrested in Canada. But yet, when I go to Europe, there's people who are like, I like your band. And you're like, well, that's why. There's no real reason why. Only that I'm 5,000 kilometers away.
1: Maybe, maybe in North America, we do things differently than what they do in Europe. Because mm-hmm. I, know, I know bands, the vibe is different with the European bands than with the North American bands. That's, that's, why, that's what our friends tell us when we're there.
0: Okay, well, I mean, describe, like, I mean, without, you don't know, you don't have to get, but I mean, is it people too serious from North America? Like, or, uh?
1: like one one of my friends told me, it's just the way you guys move. Like, you move, you really move like a North, like a a, a band from the States or whatever, and that, and we don't have that in Europe. I'm like, eh, if you say so. <laughs> like, the stage presence, I guess, is different from in, in, in the States and in Canada than it is in Europe, but.
0: Right. Yeah. It's been so long. I, I All that I know that if, when I was in Europe, I was always enjoying meeting bands from there rather than bands from not there. It seemed like I had a better connection with a band mm-hmm. from Germany than I'd said a band who I m- would play with from the States. I don't know. Maybe maybe that was me. Maybe I just wanted to meet different people.
1: Maybe that was it. That's why we're there. Yeah. That's that's the main reason why we want to tour. We want to meet people. We want to drink... Uh, Different kind of drinks. We want to eat different kind of meat, of not meat, but uh, like foods. Yeah. And uh, we want to see different things. We want to we want to try different things. We, in our catering, we always ask for something local, anything but something local. Yeah. We want to we want to try it. We want to we want to we want to fill ourselves up with uh, something local.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I I like that. I like that because then I've been on tour with bands where it's like we need to have our Craft dinner, or whatever. Okay, or that—that's better. Just like back home. Just Just like like home, because I've been on tour, and I need to get my craft dinner on. I don't know. I, yeah, I loved. I love Europe. I, I, I could probably, I could probably go visit there as like a holiday, and all the people, the nice people I've met would, I wouldn't have to buy a hotel room. I think maybe that's all the investment of touring in my life is that I can now go there to meet old friends and uh, stay on their couch.
1: That's what we do. That's yeah. what we do whenever we go to other places where we've been before. We only ask for help on, on Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've got free floors. Or couches. <laughs> <laughs> when is that
0: going st- to stop, though? Because once you get over 35, my friend, your back starts getting a little funky. Yeah. And your yeah. stomach goes, well, I, I, you know, and then you start going, oh, I really like to have my own toilet right now. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be awesome if i could um you know i don't need to worry <laughs> it's true i've talked to like guys They're like yeah we were punk rock for a long time and the, but you know what i i don't think i could do it anymore it's like it's yeah. getting old right
1: I mean, at some point at some point i guess you can like you cannot do it forever physically
0: yeah, yeah physically it just turns into a thing you know we
1: feel we feel like it's getting harder and harder and harder we we right. love the comfortable Uh, hotel rooms as well. (laughs)
0: Of course, of course. But sleeping on floors is, you know, you're like, man, like band like The Weaker Thans, they toured Mm -hmm. Europe like forever and never got a tour bus. I think their last couple of tours were in Canada in a tour bus. Because they're like, we don't need to prove anything to anybody anymore, you know what I mean? So And the money, you know, it's so expensive to have a tour (sighs) bus. So expensive. But it's awesome.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is awesome, but We've never we've never tried it before. Yeah. That's
0: uh, right. Once yeah. you do, you're like, "You know what? This DIY stuff is for the birds, man."
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we've we've uh we've we've known bands that like shared tour buses. Yeah.
0: Still expensive.
1: Still. Still. Yeah. We've we we met a band on tour that was on a metal metal like European tour and they 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 had like they were asked to 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 share that that big bus and like they were in the red it really were in the red it was so expensive
0: yeah i've only toured in europe on a bus once and we had to because we were filling in for a band that was on our label and we we're opening okay. up opening up for 10 foot pole so we shared the bus and it was still every i think it was like four thousand euros and that was only like half of it Whoosh. we paid for the tour Whoosh. bus and when you only made 250 euros a night and... It's paid
2: to play, yeah. it's, it's paid to play.
0: We bought our own plane tickets still, you know, like that was still, uh, you know, have, had we have been in a van, maybe it would be a different story, maybe we would have crashed or something. But that tour bus was pretty damn awesome, man. It was like waking up and going, I don't need to drive. I don't need to do anything. <laughs> I just wake up and I'm in a different town. Like it, it was, to me, it was, do it once. Like take the hit and do it once because you'll be like, "Oh, this is great. this is It's not luxury because you're still like looking for showers and you know you're still mm-hmm. trying to figure out you know where you're gonna get clean and stuff. but it's it, it's a good time
2: I, I you, can,
1: you can rest almost as much as you want,
0: oh yeah, absolutely." You know, you get your bunk and then every morning, every night you go to bed and you're like driving down the road. And it's like, wow, you know, I do, you know, but I, I've driven on tours. I've done every, I've, I've done almost every kind of tour, but I do kind of like being in a van. I do. Van, being in a van is is fun because you're in a tight confinement and you feel like, oh, I remember this. Like, I remember th- what this was like, you know, and being in a van with a bunch of people that you like must help, right?
1: Yeah, but we are, uh, we're having... Uh... Best of both worlds on the uh, on our upcoming European tour, we have a van Mm -hmm. with with a bed in it. So oh, perfect! The
0: the bunk in the back.
1: Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah, it's gonna be perfect.
0: Where are you getting it? Are you renting it, or you got a driver? Yeah,
1: yeah, Yeah, and we have we have drivers from like friends. Once again, they are friends.
0: <laughs> That's cool. So there's yeah. somebody, somebody with, a band, with a band van kind of thing?
1: No, it's, it's a rental company, like yep. a real rental company. But uh, we have friends that wanted to drive along with us. So oh, amazing. To, yeah, we'd rather have someone we know and then we like than an under, unknown driver. Maybe, maybe that guy is cool, but we know we are having a good time with our friends. So.
0: Yeah, you're right because you can get stuck with somebody who's like cancer van. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> yeah,
1: that kind of guy. We've yeah, got- heard we've heard bad stories. So
0: yeah, and there's something to be said about driving in that pollution machine that's like spitting, spewing dirt and crap into the sky, and it's like <laughs> eight people on there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like supposed yeah. to carry fifty. You know, it's a little bit decadent.
1: We almost we all are. The first time we were in South America, our driver threatened to leave, like threatened to quit.
0: What were you doing? What happened?
1: Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it was just our, our, like we were, we were working with a shady guy at the time in South America. Right. And like, I think he just didn't pay the guy enough. So he was pissed and he threatened to leave, but he, like the manager fixed it, but uh, <laughs> it, was, it was bad. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we had a tour bus driver. We had a van driver slash tour manager in New Zealand uh, when I was on tour with SNFU who didn't wear shoes. Hmm. (laughs) No shoes? No shoes, yeah. He had big, thick pads, like uh, calluses on his feet, but he never wore shoes. And uh, he was the weirdest dude. Like, he put a cardboard box by the front door of the venue and and just left it. And I'm like, what are you doing? They're going to steal all our money. And he's like, don't worry. Nobody steals money in New Zealand. You're fine. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right. All right. There you go. Yeah. So uh, have you been to Australia? You must have been to Australia, right?
1: Never. No. Never. We want to go. We want to go. We we try. We really, really, really want to go. That's, That's pretty much
0: the most expensive place to go next to like Japan, right? Like,
1: I think it's more expensive than Japan.
0: You, even if, yeah, because if you go to Japan, you could kind of get paid okay. That's the yeah. problem with new, new, Australia is they just... It's like working. It's like playing in... Canada, there's not enough it's money. Big.
1: Yeah, it's too big. It's too big. It's too big. You wanna, you wanna do either. You wanna do east coast, east coast or west coast. Mm-hmm. It's I, I think it's hard to do both. Oh, you can't. You have to fly. You just have to get exactly a fly. Oh, so it's it's really expensive. But we want to go. We want to go so bad. Uh, we have friends there. We we are talking with people. Mm-hmm. We hopefully it it will all work out. But uh, so so far we have nothing planned. But we definitely want to go there.
0: It's a great place to be. People, are. it feels like you're in a little bit of Canada, a little bit of states. It's got the nice blend of both, of both
1: cultures. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's a, um, <clears throat> I was there years and years ago like with uh, SNFU. I was their sound guy. So okay. we went there in New Zealand and I, truthfully, I like New Zealand more. I thought New Zealand was, yeah, it was, it felt weirder. Like it just felt like I'm in a weird spot, like a place I'll never probably ever go to again. It just feels different down here. Like it just, i don't know like the cult, the the population outnumbers people uh sheep to people like three to one or something there's three <laughs> times more sheep than people in new zealand That's <laughs> a weird statistic but it's true, it's true. <laughs> yeah um but i'm um, you're touring and this is why we're doing this because um you're, you are doing a tour and we're going to try and promote this to uh people and to say that you guys are out traveling around and off on vacations, but not vacations. You must feel so cheated when you actually get back to work, right? You're like, God! Or is it good to get home for a rest kind of thing?
1: It's coming back from tour is a rough time. Like You're happy to be with your friends and family. Mm -hmm. It's good to rest a little, but whenever you go back to your day job, it's like oh, that's...
0: It's an adjustment, right? Yeah, really,
1: it really is. It takes a few days, maybe a week, before I'm like back to normal,
0: and then mm-hmm. just the traveling part, like the traveling part of being somewhere different every day, and then ending up at home. I I understand. I, I and it's not depressing, but it's sort of like it's an adjustment because usually if I tour for more than two weeks, I just can't wait to get back home. Mm-hmm. But when the first week of touring is like there's nowhere else I'd rather be. Yeah. So there's that nice weird gray area from the second week into the third week where you're like, "Oh, I got to I- I'm done. <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've had enough."
1: <laughs> well, we we've always said best the best thing in the world would be to tour like for two two and a half weeks or three weeks and then go back home for a week, a week and a half and then go back on tour. Like mm-hmm. there's always that time when you need to go back home. Yeah. But then like fast enough, you really want to go back on the road because it's a lot of fun.
0: It is a lot of fun, right? It is a lot of fun. It's fun to know that, you know, you guys are successful. Like this, this thing works. Otherwise, you wouldn't be getting out on tour. You've, you've found a nice way to combine it all together. So that's very yep. cool. Cause yep. a lot of bands, they do, they don't, they actually do it because they want to do it, but they don't make any money. And there's, there, you have to, unfortunately, as we get older, you have to, you have to pay rent there's exactly. there's there's responsibility and i think like you just by you working like a day job is it it admits to the fact that yeah i love music but i'm not i don't like are you prepared like if someone said tomorrow i want you to be on tour all the time and i want you to um really really you know i'm using it very loosely but commit you know to to this like what would your answer be like would you be
1: like i don't know that's the I don't want to really ask myself that question yeah. <laughs> because it's a it's hard to it's hard to answer that. Question. Because you have a career,
0: and your career yeah. will allow you to do something that musicians don't do, and that's retire. Yeah, that's.
1: But I don't I don't really think about retirement. I mean, it's more like how long is this going to last? Like, I'd love to be on on the road all the time, but mm-hmm. how long is this going to last? Because that's art, that's music. You never know how long it's going to last. Yeah. And then if, if you start that and you do it full time, like twelve months. A year, uh, you can't stop.
0: And then it's your job. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I, mean, I don't want it. I don't, I don't want it to
1: get boring. Yeah.
0: No, I get you. I understand. Like, we all have to sort of, we it, it's 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 as we get older, we have to find things that are closer to home because mm-hmm. I don't know if it's in our genetics to actually to do that is to actually start getting you know what I mean stop. Stop the whole. It's age
1: is getting older. It's
0: getting older and sort of going. Yeah, I've been playing punk rock for twenty years. Um, what am I gonna do? You know, when I'm twenty years from now, right? These are all thoughts that go through everybody's head. Yeah. You know, what am I gonna do? What do I want to do? What's good for me? What's good for everybody? You know.
1: But back, back to the commitment thing. Is it how good is it for a band to tour like twelve, ten to twelve months a year? Like you, I mean, you burn yourself somehow. Like people in, in everywhere in the world, like they see you all the time. They can so are they gonna come back again like every two months to see you play a show? I don't know, I don't think so.
0: No. That's so, yeah, and to be a local band and play like every two months is um it's not helpful. It's no. easy, but it's not helpful. Yeah, yeah but I, I understand. Being
1: a being a touring band and being back to Munich every like three or four times a year, is it really gonna help you? I don't think so.
0: Depends what the situation is too, I guess, right? Like if you're playing in front of people that might not necessarily come and see you, that's good. But if you have a base, like there's such a weird line between opening all the time and then starting to play your own shows. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, and for me, it never really got into the spot where I could play my own shows. So I would always rely on other bands to open up for them. Even if I was there, even if we were there sort of like playing our own shows, we'd always be opening up for other bands. But there's that, the momentum where... I never got over that hump of of oh we're a band that tours now we're we're a band we got some records out but we're not a band that tours so when you get over that hump was it a was it a like a uh, noticeable thing to say oh this is actually happening like did everything happen fast for you guys or was it obviously not really? you're
1: eighteen years into this but
0: when like, was, when was the breaking the breaking point for where things started tipping off? I guess it was it was our
1: first tour in Europe. Mm. Like, because we were headlining every show in Europe, and I think we've been headlining shows ever since. <laughs> back back home, when we were back home, like we started headlining almost all the time, unless we were opening for like bigger bands, such as Lagwagon like or Strung Out or mm-hmm. whatever other famous other famous bands. But other than that, we're now we're always always headlining. It really happened fast, like like that. Really, Cause, because before that we were. Always opening for the bands, but
2: mm-hmm. then
1: we got we got Europe, and then we got like people start notice us, and then we were align. That's that really happened really fast.
0: Yeah, usually when music becomes popular, you're filling a pocket too. Like there's there's like a, a an emptiness there, you know. And and you guys got right in there at the right time, and people yeah. were thinking all the same things. And I I always found it to be interesting, like how things become popular. And there's no real, like people try to engineer popularity and they try to make, a, be the architects of success, but it's always luck, right? You know, it's always like right place, right time. But the perseverance part is what we were talking about before. You just could to keep doing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not going to know and you're not going to realize the potential that you're, you know, you've created just by doing it.
1: Well, you know, you know, Ben likes what he's doing when he's going through a rough time. It's easy. It's easy to give up when you're in a rough situation. It's Mm -hmm. easy to let it go. It's easy to say, "Ah, that's never going to work." But Mm -hmm. if you keep doing it and it ends up working, then then you know the band really likes what he's doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. That's true. And there's also, but there's also such a thing as cutting your losses because there's a lot of bands out there that they're kind of like kind of just pushing along. You know, they're kind of just doing it, but they're not just like, I don't know, being like hometown hero kind of bands, those those mm-hmm. guys are, it's funny because I've traveled outside of my city and so have you, obviously, but when you see people, you're like, God, I wish we could just go elsewhere, you know, somewhere else, because it would be a whole different scenario and a whole different experience. And, you know, I think that's, I enjoy that. I enjoy the fact, like you were saying before, where you get to go and see new things and eat new food and make new experiences and, You know, I, I, you know, that's the part for me, the music almost seems like secondary now, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's the means to get there, I guess, but the experiences you have, like, like what's your, I mean, it's tough to choose, but what's your favorite country? Is it, is it Germany? Is it Italy? Is it France?
1: Oh, that's so hard to say.
0: Um, Everything's got its own positive part of it.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I mean, on a, personal point of view i'd say netherlands is my favorite country i mm. think i think it's beautiful i think people are nice but it's really on a personal point of view and on like i would say on a band or punk rock point of view uh spain is crazy belgium yeah. is crazy south america is uh totally crazy
0: right yeah i've never been yeah. there
1: oh it's incredible yeah There's, Kids are so much energetic. It's wow, 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 wow.
0: Yeah, when's your plans to go there again? You have any?
1: Uh, no, not yet. Because we've been there like three times in the last two or three years. So really? we want to, yeah. So we want to want to go back to Europe, and then and then back to Mexico and and South America in a year or two,
2: maybe. Mm-hmm.
1: We, like like I said earlier, we don't want to burn ourselves down there. We don't want to go there too often. We, yeah. we are we are afraid that if we go there too often, like people just won't show up anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes total sense. And also, but the, the also you could get burnt from not being there, and they forget who you are. That's, That's been... the tricky
1: part. That's yeah. the tricky part. Yeah. So you have to go back, but you have to wait, but not too long.
0: Yeah, well I mean, we're in a different situation than I was 15 years ago or 10 years ago when I was doing it because although there was YouTube kind of it wasn't as powerful as it is now. Um it was a whole different thing about record industry and people self-making themselves into million selling, you know, artists just mm-hmm. by being good. Like that's that's uh, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people that have this school of and it, you know, about you work with a team and this team develops you and then you become successful. Like it's almost like success by committee. And I'm always flip flopping on it. Cause I remember the old school part of it where you'd have like somebody taking you out to a power lunch, you know, that's fun. But then, then there's this other side of it where it's like good music wins for once. You know what I mean? Like good music, it, it means, doesn't mean good music. It just means that there's people who th- like music and that's good. Mm-hmm and it doesn't mean that there's cuz there's so many different styles to choose from that you've tapped into something where people are like yeah that's good i like that you know and that's we're in such a great time right now for that
1: well i feel i feel like when i was young it was either you were listening to punk rock music metal rap or or rock music or like there were there was really like gender of of music now I feel like kids with with uh, iTunes and shit like they can listen to one punk punk rock song and then one rap song and then one metal song and then like one pop song. so I so, agree with
0: like, you one hundred percent you're right there's no there's no genre style exactly anymore. My son he's just next door in this other room sleeping, but he he listens to American Idiot then he listens to. Bastille so he listens to all this different stuff and he has no judgment and i thought i think this is what it should be you know what i mean like this is cuz we like music and but we are kind of a different breed of people because we like music you know what i mean mm-hmm. so whether it's good we'll find the good in it because that's we're musicians or we like music so we can appreciate parts of music and there's some music we don't like but we still try i still try to find something that i like about it whether or not you know, if it's a pop song or if it's the song, whatever. Mm-hmm. But he was never, you know what I mean? Like he, he has a whole different look on the whole thing. And he likes music for the sake of it being music. And nobody just, except for Justin Bieber, because he's a drug addict now.
1: Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, you can't like Justin Bieber because he's a drug addict.
1: You know what? I couldn't, I couldn't name one of Justin, Justin Bieber's song. I don't know what, what he's doing at all. He's got
0: a song <laughs> called Baby. I know that one. <laughs> I,
1: don't, I
2: don't, don't know why know it's anything. called
1: baby.
0: I think he says it like a thousand times. I think, <laughs> I think it's called baby. It could be not.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I I know he's Canadian. That's all I know.
0: <laughs> I wonder if he's a cool dude. Do you wonder if you think like maybe he's like the coolest guy ever? Like sometimes I think about like I don't know. Maybe it's just a fun hang. Maybe that's why he's so popular. <laughs> like-
1: I don't know. I don't know. I I I. The only thing I've heard is. When he was in Quebec last time his show was boring as hell like he didn't move at all he was boring that's the only thing i heard hmm.
0: but may would would you give up a day who would you hang out with for the night would it be fat mike or Justin Bieber think about it though don't don't make a decision the, yeah but think about hanging out with Justin Bieber like you're going to these crazy places and there might be a fight and there's a gun involved and then you go to like hang out with fat mike and maybe it
1: won't be as fun Maybe it would be different, uh, but I'd <laughs> rather spend my night with Fat Mike than just with Justin Bieber.
0: I was trying to get out of there. <laughs> <Anyways. laughs> <laughs> That's uh, well, well, yeah.
1: we've, we've played we've played a, f- a couple of shows with with no effects, and 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 even though we didn't really hang out with the guys, they seem like rad dude to spend time with. <laughs>
0: Yes, they have a Canadian crew. I like that. Well, really? limos, limos Canadian and and Kent's Canadian. Okay, um, I know that because they're from Winnipeg. They used to play in a band called Gorilla Gorilla and okay. uh, with Biff Naked. But the um, <laughs> the, I think hanging out with Fat Mike because I I did for about twenty minutes, but he wasn't doing so good. Like he wasn't, I don't know, he wasn't feeling well. But okay. <laughs> he didn't seem to be very talkative. See, he wasn't very into it. Thank you.
1: You never, you never really know which, what, which Fat Mike you're gonna get.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> he's 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 fun. I mean, I hear lots of fun things. I see that show, that TV show. He looks like a blast to hang out with. But <laughs> I, uh, I toured with some forty one. They wanted to meet Fat Mike so bad that I, I hooked up the meeting when we were on the Warp tour, okay. and it was everything they thought it would be. So, you know, that's great. That's good. <laughs> You guys. Yeah. You're out on tour, you're going to Europe and you'll be there for how long?
1: For almost a month. We are playing 22 shows in wow. 20 in 23 days.
0: <laughs> and your new album is Remember Death?
1: Yeah, Remember Death.
0: And I have the download so I'll play something before the thing starts. I usually Great. like to play it during but for some this computer back here um I didn't have the right adapter for it so. Okay. It was really nice to meet you. Um, yeah. Whenever you come through to Toronto, um, let me know, and we'll uh, we'll meet in person. There's probably no plans for that, so we won't talk about that. But uh,
1: well, we want to go. We'd love to go out west uh, in 2017 for sure.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, we just don't know when. We just don't know when.
0: <laughs> well, cool, man. Good luck with everything, and uh, we will uh, see you around.
1: Thank you very much.
0: JP from Mute, everybody. He was a fun dude to talk to. It's nice meeting new people, which is what he is. To me, he's a new person. We figured out that, that he isn't an old friend. He's a new person. And it's always good to meet new people. I met my... Basically, my tw- I, when I was 12 years old, I used to love this band called The Kings. And I met the guitar player and the singer, bass player of The Kings, like two days ago. And... These people are super duper cool people. They've been doing it for 35 friggin' years, man. Almost 40 years. It'll be the 40 year anniversary of the Kings next year. So, anyways, while well, I'm talking about JP from you, anyways, regardless, I don't know where I go off. I'm just, I'm just a, I don't know. I'm just not doing it today. And uh, I really, <laughs> I, I don't know. Everyone's in the other room, you can hear me talking. I probably sound like a complete mess. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode every time don't forget to go don't forget to check the show out on itunes don't forget to tell friends don't forget to rate the show or review it in itunes don't forget to follow the show on facebook for all the news and everything you need to do by going to facebook.com slash don't forget to go to patreon.com slash to pledge to the show a buck a month everybody a buck a month is all it is That's all you need just a little bit of karma man karma and put some karma in the cup amazon.com applelock.ca don't forget to go there and bookmark those bookmark links uh, those links to Amazon's support the show I already see people are buying stuff it's very cool somebody bought somebody bought the whole like the Kinks box set last couple of like last three or four months ago it was pretty awesome because it's good to know that someone bought the Kinks box set maybe they're still listening to the show if that was you get back to me thanks so much for listening to the show and I'll see y'all next week. Next week I have... What do I have next week, Simon? Yes, I do. I have Ian Blurton next week, everybody. Oh, he is going to be a good dude. He's got a new record out. Public Animal's got a new record out. And uh, we're going to talk. And we're going to have fun. We're going to laugh. He's going to smoke. Everybody, we'll see you next week. I'll be here. Bye.